Hello, I'm Marty Zalewski, and my passion is designing for joy. The manner in which I introduce myself isn't intended to be shocking or derailing the conversation, although I must admit it does tend to elicit a momentary pause, as if an elephant just parachuted into the room. The reason for such an introduction is my wholehearted belief in joy, an emotion so raw, so pure, so accessible, yet quite paradoxically often distant from our daily experiences. And this metaphorical elephant isn't alien to me. I see it, I recognize it, and I've come to embody their essence. I understand the nuances of the elephant's mood swings. Others may choose to ignore the elephant for as long as it takes. You'd like to think that only when life events strikes or old age sets in, people would recognize the need for joy or more like missing out on joy. Often it takes seemingly mundane events like graduation, loss of a job, or move to a new city that force introspection, putting us face-to-face with what I call the mirror of intimacy, having a deep look inside to figure out a path forward. How do I arrive at a better place in life? And that's often when fear starts writing the words of the script we're about to play out. Fear not of the unknown, but trust in self to face the unknown. But it's not always been like that. You know, childhood is a time when joy is second nature. Think of a moment captured in the photograph from your early years. You know, though the details of the day may be hazy, the genuine happiness reflected in our younger selves as children is undeniable. A picture from one of my early birthdays that my dad recently unearthed brought forth a tidal wave of emotions. The radiant smile on my younger self was an embodiment of pure undiluted joy. Um, the joyous state lost is in the sense of time to took decades for me to reclaim. As young, curious beings, um, we embrace life with an unmatched fervor, drawing happiness from the simplest of pleasures. You know, every sunrise held a promise, every smile was reciprocated. But as we grew, the world in all its intricacy began to impose its elf upon us. Our minds, once free-flowing rivers, became mired in societal norms, expectations, and learned behaviors. Our conditioning began with our families and continued through an educational system shaped by our elders. You know, slowly but surely, the freedom of self-expression began to erode. We began unraveling life's complexities, family dynamics, societal expectations, and learned behaviors. Our minds became entangled in a web of adult algorithms, gradually replacing the limitless world design of, you know, in childhood as children with the world of limitations. And we then transitioned into this adult-defined world as teenagers were dreams once our faithful companions were cast aside, deemed too childish, too unrealistic in the so-called real world defined by the doctrines of adults. Um, instead, we conformed to age-old patterns uh, that dictated how to live uh, in a world with boundaries. Um, when the 20s came around and we left the family nest, we started shaping our own future it was a time of experimentation, and when faced with difficult uh, choices, we often um, reacted in ways that, uh, that, that were conditioned into us. When after all, that's all we knew. 
Uh, the ego took to the center stage, guided by fear, shame, codependency, and resentment. We uh, started to dream again, but these dreams weren't born out of hope or aspiration. They emerged as protective shields guarding us from painful memories or experiences. Most would never ask what caused us to uh, behave a certain way, you know, accepting trauma as, a, as an inevitable part of life, uh, which would go on for decades to come. And who would want to dream these nightmares for that long? You know, and then... When the golden age approached, children grew up, friends move on, and a life's frantic pace begins to wane. Feelings of regret, loneliness, and resentment often find their way in. Uh, the acclaimed Harvard uh, study of adult development, which began back in 1938 and continues to this day, uh, sheds light on a profound truth. Uh, it is not materialistic pursuits, uh, but positive relationships that form the cornerstone of happiness and longevity. Uh, respondents in their 80s express regret about prioritizing work over relationships or caring too much about societal opinions. And these findings are actually quite thought-provoking. Yet many people become absorbed by the job titles, postal codes, or the brands they wear. But I'm not saying that credentials, location, or personal style aren't important. However, our society has pushed us to immerse ourselves excessively in status symbols that um, and material possessions. And when we find ourselves at the mirror of intimacy, you know, the layers accumulated over the years can obscure our authentic selves. The prospect of facing life alone can be daunting. Do we have the inner strength to take the next step? So uh, what exactly is joy? And is it joy with the capital J or the lowercase uh, j? And uh, let me clarify, um, joy isn't something that suddenly appears one day. You know, it's a process often marked with painful realizations, necessary detachments, and lots and lots of self-care. Um, it's a journey that leads to a point where when faced with a life-altering altering event, we realize you know, we can and will pick ourselves up either independently or with support of others. Uh, you know, in our 50s, we won't experience a midlife crisis because we won't see ourselves as halfway through a life soon to be buried six feet under. Um, when we come to our 80s, we won't lament about not having truly lived uh, for our way of living rooted in our beliefs won't fundamentally differ from how we lived uh, in our 20s. Uh, by then, our lives will be uh, driven by purpose, uh, built on sort of solid foundation of uh, personal values. And that's, um, that's joy. That's joy, eternal and sustainable. It's joy with a capital J, peppered with countless little everyday joys found in people, places, and simple moments. Um, you know, joy is a basic human right, a universal value akin to love, However, the world we live in often obscures this path. Our world was reshaped by events like 9-11, financial bubble bursts, environmental crisis. All of these redefined safety, personal freedoms, and job security overnight. I realized that neither my upbringing nor my education had prepared me for the new reality. You know, every year, every month, and often every day brings new challenges. Today's world, characterized by technological advances in AI and Web 3.0 that connect us physically yet distance us emotionally, demands more than just um, uh, the ability to navigate ambiguity 
and manage risk. It calls for a way of life and practice that's fundamentally different from what we learn, yet it's so innate to who we are. I call this path leading with joy. Leading with joy serves as a philosophy, a mindset, and a mindfulness practice created using human-centric design methods over seven years of research into personal experiences, science, and spirituality, with each thought, element, and application um, explored and tested in real-life situations, from personal relationships to leading global teams. Leading with joy as a philosophy um, lets us see life through a holistic lens of one of the highest vibrations attracting the universal truth to our lives, that we are worthy of living a life full of joy. Um, as we attain joy, we become truly whole. Our sense of worth will no longer be measured in material possessions, which will have enough but in becoming leaders of people by virtue of service, helping others in their journeys to joy. It will be seeing others experience and then lead um, with joy that will add even more joy to our lives. Uh, leading with joy as a mindset uh, encapsulates the idea of not just finding joy with a capital J, but also making joy um, with the lower case J, an integral part of daily life for yourself and others. We will be able to cultivate meaningful connections with the world around through connection with self. That's you know free of ego, conditioning, and karma. We will rediscover the unbridled joy experience as children. We will be able to dream again and to manifest whatever our hearts desire because that um, wish will be based on in our authentic values. Leading with joy as a mindfulness practice is about learning and experimenting with the newly learned behaviors and integrating them into our uh, daily uh, journeys. Um, you will become empowered with awareness, understanding, and self-compassion as tools to guide you in the journey to creating your very own roadmap to leading with joy. To be a good leader is to first be a good human. Let's think about it. To be a good leader, you must first be a good human. To lead with joy is a deeply personal story. It's a story of becoming a leader. First a leader of self, then a leader of people by the virtue of who you will become. And that journey begins um, with becoming aware of our authentic self and the understanding of what is stopping us from living our dreams. Um, leading with joy has three key keystones that connect and keep in place its principles, empathy, self-compassion, and experimentation. These are also the founding principles behind design thinking, uh, which I consider the most uh, innovative method in designing for better outcomes in the business world. And I applied design thinking to the design leading with joy, designing for better outcomes for our everyday personal life. Um, it uh, commences with empathy, and empathy engenders emotional awareness, allowing us to forge connection with ourselves and others who share similar life experiences and dreams. When I think about empathy, it allows me to connect with my pain points, to call out um, by the name, the needs I am truly seeking to address. Um, next comes uh, the understanding of what's stopping us from achieving a desired um, state. You know, that's self-compassion. And that's when it comes into play. Um, you know, I like to practice self-compassion through rituals that bring my mind to a place of stillness in the present moment so that I can explore 
what is really happening. For example, I find morning uh, rituals like uh, meditation, journaling, or completing simple tasks to be especially powerful in the process because uh, that's when I'm least influenced by the uh, commitments uh, and noise of the day that's yet to unfold. You know, I can observe myself from the vantage point of a fly on the wall, uh, reflect on what it is that is influencing me to, in a way, uh, I respond to a particular situation or challenge I may be experiencing. Um, I can seek ways to understand why this is happening so that um, I can change it, you know, I can heal it. But understanding the cause isn't um, a reason to jump straight into solution. Um, as the saying goes, Rome wasn't built overnight the same way um, change uh, takes time. You know, it's an arduous process laid out with its own painful realizations and necessary detachments I noted earlier. Uh, the mindful way forward is to experiment, an opportunity to test uh, potential solutions quickly with uh, minimal effort in short cycles so that if we are not successful, we can quickly adjust. Uh, this is an iterative process, not a linear one. Um, what we're actually doing is prototyping and um, progressing in small measured steps to reach the peak. After all, uh, the journey to the summit of Mount Everest um, isn't uh, made in a single track. You know, there is a reason why uh, there, is, there are camps set up uh, to regroup or to weather the storm. And so in everyday life, as in mountaineering, discoveries may append the entire experiment. Uh, the key is to maintain an open mind and truly comprehend the underlying reasons driving the desired outcome. Uh, with the foundation in place, we can now start dreaming and climbing our Mount Everest. Um, that's anything our heart desires. Uh, we can start dreaming again for growth like we used to as children and bring those dreams uh, into reality. And it starts with becoming aware of our needs, desires, and feelings. You know, how would I want to end the day feeling? Uh, what would uh, give me joy with the little J today? What do I truly desire in life? What would that look like with a capital J? Would, would that be securing a dream job, starting a family, getting a graduate degree, you know, publishing a book, or perhaps um, desiring for my parents to experience peaceful retirement surrounded by love? Or maybe a friend uh, overcoming trauma or aben of abandonment you know, earlier in life that is now challenging her in starting a healthy relationship. Uh, these are all uh, desires we share as humans that when manifested can bring joy to anyone. So let's, um, let's rediscover the art of truly living and more importantly, um, understanding how I desire to feel. Um, that's the value of coming to uh, the awareness. Um, uh, what is stopping us from manifesting those desired states um, from experiencing joy is closely connected with the ego. Uh, the ego has its roots in the conditioning that we soaked up as children influenced by our family's behaviors, which in turn was influenced uh, by the cultural, political, economic, or other uh, conditions uh, together with whatever is passed on generation to generation. And this concept is fundamental um, uh, to the understanding why we are the way we are. Uh, and what do I mean by this? Um, how I respond to life today is often linked to the environment in which I was brought up, um, conditioned into my synaptic uh, system. Um, in, in my exploration, I have identified four 
of these defense mechanisms that give rise to all negative uh, reactions of which I researched 223. I named them the four cardinal ego positions uh, or defects of character, either left from uh, the days uh, predating the modern human or developed as a consequence of behaviors passed on generation to generation, which are conditioned into us early in our development. Uh, these are fear, shame, codependency, and resentment. You know, these building blocks of character hold tremendous power over us. Uh, to embark on the journey to joy, it's vital to understand the very essence of these defects, tracing them back to their origins in our formative years. Moving to a better place in life takes courage to let go of the past without a resentment. You know, acceptance is the first step towards uh, breaking away from the chains that bind us. Uh, by practicing self-compassion myself, I become aware of my feelings and gain insights into why I respond to certain situations um, with emotions that are not always healthy. I can then change the lifelong patterns of behavior by releasing the burden of conditioning um, in the past and the uncertainty of the future, fostering a sense of grounding and tranquility. Um, this can be achieved through uh, self-acceptance um, of the here and now, acknowledging my imperfections, um, uh, releasing self-criticism and fostering a kinder relationship with self. Surrendering to life's natural flaw that can uh, significantly impact my psychological um, resilience and overall uh, happiness. Uh, letting go to liberate myself uh, from dwelling on the past or uh, anxiously anticipating the future. And here's a hint, uh, we cannot control time. And nurturing the soul, you know, by letting go of um, self-criticism and embracing self-compassion in my self-care routine, I nurture my soul and cultivate a loving and supportive uh, relationship with the self. Uh, that will truly feel like freedom. And with it comes the opportunity to bring uh, our dreams into reality. Uh, but we need to be equipped with the right tools. And for that, I designed the six principles of mindfulness to empower us to achieve just that. Authenticity is the cornerstone of a genuine and meaningful existence. Uh, it's the power to be true to self, unfiltered and unmasked, even in a world that um, often expects uh, conformity. Uh, in my personal journey, I discovered that uh, authenticity goes beyond surface-level you know, expressions. It dives into um, the depths of my core values, beliefs, and uh, principles. It's a journey of self-discovery, you know, peeling away uh, the societal conditioning to reveal my authentic self, uh, the real me. Uh, this authenticity not only deepens my connection with others, but also serves as an inspiration for them to embark on, the, on their own path of self-realization. It fosters profound and intimate relationships where masks are shed, vulnerability is embraced, and genuine connections are formed. Uh, passion is uh, next in line, and it is the driving force that propels us toward our uh, deepest desires and aspirations, transcending uh, mere uh, enthusiasm to become a magnetic, compelling um, energy. It serves as the heart's cry fulfillment and the catalyst for personal 
transformation and positive、uh, change. Courage is an essential principle, third of the six principles of mindfulness, in the quest、uh, for joy and authentic living. Beyond mere fearlessness, it signifies the unwavering confidence to express one's authentic feelings, upholding justice, and engaging in difficult conversations with humility and compassion.、Uh, courage is the antidote to fear and can be summoned through. Um, curiosity, love, and wisdom, and this courageous approach、uh, liberates individuals from、uh, the shackles of past conditioning,、um, fostering emotional fortitude, mental adaptability, and resilience in the face of adversity. It's the driving force to embrace life's journey fully, replacing the fear of failure with a thirst. For learning and、uh, bridging the gap between current and desired emotional states,、uh, all while progressing towards joy,、uh, gratitude,、uh, the fourth of the six principles of mindfulness, emerges as a profound acknowledgement. Of the self,、uh, it represents、uh, the heartfelt recognition of one's own courage to embark on the path of、uh, authenticity and passion, despite moments of doubt. And relapse and gratitude is born from self-compassion, as we、uh, pause to reflect and learn from our experiences, recognizing the value of our efforts and those supporting us in、uh, laying out the foundation for a more authentic and fulfilling life.、Uh, collaboration,、uh, the fifth of the six principles of.、Um, Mindfulness、um, focuses on the interconnectedness of all beings. It encourages us to cultivate empathy,、uh, compassion, and a sense of、uh, community. When I collaborate, I acknowledge、uh, that my well-being is intertwined with the well-being of others, nature, and the planet. You know, this principle invites us to contribute positively to our relationships and the world. Around us,、uh, let's look at purpose.、Uh, mindfulness helps、um, us discover and live in alignment with our life's purpose. It involves reflecting on our values, our long-term goals, allowing us to make choices that are meaningful and fulfilling. And when I、uh, embrace purpose, I find a sense of direction and fulfillment in my actions.、Uh, this principle encourages me to live a life that reflects my true calling at any given moment. And contributes positively to the greater good.、Um, so, by this time in our journey、uh, to joy, we are equipped to shed the ego positions that are、um, that are the product of our conditioning. We are able to move on、um, through the transformative、um, power of acceptance. We are in. Powered with the tools of the six principles of mindfulness to take a step forward and start hiking upwards with confidence, because we develop trust in ourselves and in our passion, remain grounded、uh, through the practice of gratitude,、uh, inclusive in how we behave, and all of this because we are guided by higher purpose with which we reconnected. We are now whole, and this is now. Critical to integrate、uh, newly formed behaviors into daily practice, focusing on self-care, self-love, and self-worth.、Um, I pioneered、uh, selfish self-care, which is a practice that involves prioritizing one's own well-being as an act of self-love and compassion. It entails recognizing the importance of maintaining physical and mental health. Uh, even in demanding、uh, situations and、um, aligning one's mind, body, and soul,、um, 
But is selfish self-care really selfish? Um, it's actually quite the opposite. This practice goes beyond selfishness. Um, it serves as a powerful demonstration of valuing one's health and setting personal boundaries. Um, it also acts as an example for others, inspiring them to take responsibility for their well-being. Um, selfish self-care ultimately contributes to a more balanced and sustainable life, enabling us to be of greater service to ourselves and the world. Self-love. I see self-love as a transformative act of embracing my worth and authenticity. It involves uh, breaking free from the societal norms that dictate external validation and recognition as measures of self-worth. Uh, remember Miley Cyrus's hit flowers? Her song beautifully illustrates the concept of um, the importance of self-love you know, after seeking validation externally for too long. Uh, self-love entails celebrating one's uh, uniqueness, uh, acknowledging strengths and weaknesses without judgment and practicing self-compassion. This profound act of self-acceptance and self-compassion is not selfish. Instead, it positively impacts all aspects of life, leading to inner peace and ultimately joy. And now we come to self-worth, but it's not about fame, but it's about the value we create in the lives of others. Genuine leaders are empathetic humans in service to humanity, not ego-driven celebrities. I became aware of the essence of self-worth when I accepted the invitation from a dear friend and former neighbor, Sister Patricia of Sisters of Mercy, a congregation of Catholic nuns who started many educational and healthcare facilities and are in service uh, to those who are less fortunate. Much like leading with joy, the convent of St. Mary's in Birmingham isn't just a destination. It's a philosophy of contemplation and a path to action for selfless service in a desire to help uh, others see and help them then attain what they themselves may not always be able to. Um, you see, self-worth equals the deeds we create in other people's lives. And self-worth lives in selfless service, compassion, and the enduring value of uh, meaningful contributions to the lives of others. It's a reminder that our pursuit should transcend the transient nature of fame, focusing instead of on constructing a life grounded in purpose, value, and lasting gratification. Let me repeat, self-worth equals the deeds we create in other people's lives, and that equals joy. Uh, in this way, self-worth is deeply intertwined with service and um, ultimately leads to joy as we leave a legacy of meaningful deeds and shared experiences, uh, creating joy uh, in our lives and then helping others achieve the same. And that's how to lead with joy. Thank you.